Hey, remember when everybody wanted Mark McLaughlin on the roster after a strong training camp? Well, it turns out the Bruins had a pretty strong team, didn't really have much need for reinforcements this season, but we're going to look at some of those fringe guys, how they performed at the NHL and AHL levels and see who might be able to contribute in a cap crunch here this coming season. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, June 5th, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day every single day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube, so please do subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. I hope you all had a great weekend. Perhaps you watched Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. I did not really. I saw some highlights, but oh, still difficult to stomach. And uh, still difficult to accept how early the Bruins went out, especially when the team that beat them is in the final and their old coach is in the final as well. What I did do, however, was watch my kid play a couple games of basketball yesterday. Then the whole family went and saw Across the Spider-Verse, which is a masterpiece. We hit up the Lego store. I bought myself a Miles Morales Lego figure keychain. Then we went to Cheesecake Factory, and I watched most of that documentary on the Duggar family on Amazon Prime, which is wild. Anyways, let's get into today's episode and talk about the Boston Bruins. Like I mentioned off the top, Mark McLaughlin had a huge training camp for the Boston Bruins. A lot of people said he should have been on the roster. Alas, he didn't make it. And the Bruins relied mostly on a veteran lineup with only sparse reinforcing needed throughout the season. In fact, there was a bunch of players who were called upon to play one game for the Bruins this season. Chris Wagner had a game. Jack Stanika played one game before being traded. Daniel Renouf, Renouf, uh, Vinny Lettieri, Connor Carrick actually played one game for the Bruins, had one assist from the blue line. We'll talk about him a bit later on. McLaughlin only had two games with the Bruins this season, failed to record a point. Oscar Steen, who I know at least one Bruins fan would have loved to have seen play even more. Shout out Abby Pomeroy. He only had three games, scored one goal. Unicopinen was given a handful of looks, one assist there. Vinny Lettieri should, was supposed to get a more extended call-up, but he was injured in the practice prior to his regular season debut for the Bruins. Remember Anton Strawman? He signed a PTO with the Bruins back in training camp. He appeared in eight games before it became apparent that he was not able to keep up at the NHL level. Mike Riley, 
had 10 games among his uh, demotion to the AHL. One assist in there. There were two players who are considered kind of fringe players who had pretty regular playing time for the Boston Bruins this season. Those are the two Jacobs, or Jacobs, if you prefer. Zborl and Lauko. Zborl had 22 games, one goal, three assists for four points. Did not appear in the postseason. Lauko, on the other hand, was called upon to play three playoff games against the Panthers. He had 23 regular season appearances, four goals, three assists for seven total points. And he really showed that he could bring some energy and some oomph to the Bruins lineup in a pinch. Now both Lauko and Zborl should play more prominent roles on the Bruins this next season. Although Lauko is a restricted free agent and is in need of a new contract, as is Trent Frederick, who he replaced. Lauko, that is, in the playoff lineup. Now, Zborl has one year remaining on a contract that paid him $1.1375 million this past season. He'll become an unrestricted free agent after next season. The Bruins really need to give him an extended run to see what they have in him. I thought he looked pretty good in the time that he had. He was a good soldier, kind of staying on the sidelines in favor of Derek Forbort, uh, Connor Clifton. Dmitry Orlov when he was brought in um, and has put in the work to warrant a good shot at playing more next season, in my opinion. And he probably will because the likelihood is that somebody is going to be traded off the blue line to save some money against the cap. If you can have a guy like him, Making only 1.137 in favor of Forbort making 3 million or, you know, getting rid of Riley contract, perhaps even trading Matt Grizzlick. It's a step down from Grizzlick to be sure, but potential upgrade over uh, Forbort for sure. So those two guys specifically had uh, pretty big impacts in limited roles. A lot of the other guys that played this season were, you know, even A.J. Greer. He was, you could consider him a bit of a fringe guy. Didn't play in the playoffs. 12 points in 61 games. But I'd expect him to be a mainstay in the lineup as well. Although, you look at Greer, Frederick, Lauko, they're all pretty similar players. Do they have room for all three of those guys? Do they trade Trent Frederick? When his value's high after 17 goals as a restricted free agent, try to recoup some draft picks. You see what Tanner Janot got uh, the Predators, a prospect, and a whole bunch of picks. Maybe the Bruins look to do that. I talked about Janot as a uh, contract comparable for Frederick. 
perhaps that's a way to recoup some picks, which they very much lack. We'll see if that comes to, to pass, and it could if if there's a contract stalemate between the Bruins and Trent Frederick. But today we're talking about more fringe guys, and next we're going to talk about the AHL club, who performed well there, and who might be able to take the next step and move up to the Bruins. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is eBay Motors. Now, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for a green check. Stay in the game with eBay Motors guaranteed fit at ebaymotors.com. Now, this guaranteed fit is available only to U.S. customers and eligible items apply. But with the guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around or your money back. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. The eBay guaranteed fit is available only to U.S. customers. Exclusions do apply, but let's ride together at ebaymotors.com. And thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. And every dayers can expect fresh episodes through the month of June. Tomorrow we'll be back to have our coaching year in review to assess Jim Montgomery and more as we continue to look back at this past season. Now, if you weren't paying much attention to the Providence Bruins this past season, you might be surprised as to who led them in scoring. It was Georgie Merkulov. 24 goals, 31 assists to lead the Bruins in scoring with 55 points. Now, Merkulov, of course, was an uh, undrafted forward out of Russia. He's 22 years old. He's going to turn 23 on October 10th. Hey, that's my dad's birthday. And this was his first taste of pro. Well, he had eight games last season, his first full season of pro hockey, and he played exceptionally well for the Boston Bruins. Coming out of Ohio State University, where he scored 20 goals in 36 games in 2021-22. He's a guy who could um, push for an NHL job beginning next season. Thomas Noshik is an unrestricted free agent. Merkulov very much proving that he can hang at the pro level and, and made a huge good first impression. Now Vinny Lettieri, also a candidate, to jump up with the Boston Bruins. He, of course, is a veteran of um, several NHL games. He was also undrafted, but he does have 83 games at the NHL level under his belt with the Anaheim Ducks and the New York Rangers. He is an unrestricted free agent as well. So we'll have to see if the Bruins bring him back with a view to playing him at the NHL level or keeping him down in Providence. Once again, he could be looking for an NHL opportunity seeing as he is 27. He did have 49 points for the Bruins this past Providence Bruins, including 23 goals. 
Justin Brazo is another guy who impressed. He had 45 points for the Providence Bruins, another undrafted guy. He's 25 years old, a big scorer in the OHL back in 2018-19, 61 goals in 68 games. And after a good showing with both Providence and the Maine Mariners two seasons ago, he chipped in 16 goals, 29 assists in 45 games. A big body, can score. Not sure if his speed is quite up to NHL snuff. Now, I mentioned Connor Carrick earlier. He had 38 assists and six goals for 44 points in 63 games for the Boston Bruins. We all know Connor Clifton, perhaps unlikely to re-sign with the Bruins. He had a very strong season. May have priced himself out of a job with the Bruins. Enter Connor Carrick. Flip one Connor for the other. Carrick has NHL experience. Uh, He is a puck-moving defenseman. Perhaps not as physical as our boy Cliffy Hockey. But he does have 242 NHL appearances under his belt. 50 points. And if you compare that to Connor Clifton, not dissimilar. Clifton, 232 appearances, 43 points. Clifton is 28 years old, and Connor Carrick, also 28 years old. So, I mean, why not give him a shot to see what he can do? Now, Carrick um, is an unrestricted free agent as well. So it's possible that teams around the NHL give him a look, but it would be prudent of the Boston Bruins. These guys like Lettieri, Carrick, who are in the system, who played this past season with the Bruins, to give them a look and see whether or not they want to stick around because they could very well get playing time at the NHL level this season, which is what they are looking for. They brought them in last year. They were resigned to playing in the AHL because the Bruins had such a strong team. But there could very well be some opportunities there. Unicopitan, I mentioned, he is also an unrestricted free agent. He's only 25, but because he didn't get the required amount of games at the NHL level before turning 26, his status is one of an unrestricted free agent. Same with Jack Hashan, who should be challenging for NHL playing time at this point in his trajectory. He had 36 points for the Providence Bruins this past season. Again, if you're going to look at trading a Matt Grizzlick, Hashan is a guy that you need to keep around because he has a similar game but unrestricted free agent because he didn't hit the required game totals before turning 26 chris wagner likely won't be back oscar steen is a guy i mentioned earlier 14 goals 17 assists for 31 points in 64 games mark mclaughlin ended up with 30 points 13 goals, 17 assists, and Luke Tuporowski emerged as a 
lethal shot for the Bruins. 29 points in 47 games. The other guy who we were looking at to make a big step this year was John Beecher. His first full pro season. Of course, he was a first-round pick back in 2019. He had nine goals, 14 assists for 23 points. He's a guy that could challenge to play fourth line next year, but probably needs another year in the AHL to develop his game. There's a few other players who could be able to make the jump. I talked about Shane Bowers a few days ago. There's Fabian Lysel, who had 54 games played for Providence, 14 goals, 23 assists. The Bruins probably looking for him to, what's the word, flourish a bit more at the AHL level before prompting a call-up. I would imagine he'll start in the AHL once again. But here after the break, we're going to talk about guys that could very well be on the NHL roster for the Boston Bruins in 2023-2024. All right, let's wrap up today's podcast by looking at some players who could make an impact for the Bruins next season. I've already talked about how Zborl is under contract. He's a prime candidate to play regular minutes on the Bruins' blue line. AJ Greer signed for one more season. He'll probably get a chance to flourish on the third or fourth line. But again, you have Greer, Frederick, and Lauko who all play similar games. Frederick's a restrictive free agent. They're going to have to decide whether to re-sign him, maybe a bridge deal, and see if he can replicate his success from this past season. Or do they sell high and try to recoup some draft picks? That's a very big question for the Boston Bruins this coming summer. Connor Clifton, Dmitry Orlov are unrestricted free agents. There's a report out there that the Bruins are hot and heavy to re-sign Orlov and may have soured on Hampus Lindholm. I don't know how much stock I put into that, but obviously they have some plans in the works for the blue line. Mason Lorai signed his entry-level deal. They're probably looking for him to have one full season at the AHL level before making the jump. But if he comes out and um, is lights out in training camp, it could be a, a possibility for uh, the NHL roster next season. There's, I mentioned, Connor Carrick, Jock Sean, who are both unrestricted free agents. Would love to see them re-signed for depth purposes, especially if you're going to trade somebody off the big club. And then up front, uh, John Beecher, Murky Love, Brett Harrison, Matt Poitra both signed their entry-level deals, but they're still very young, likely a year, two, maybe three away. They're only 19 years old. But in terms of guys who should make a jump up, You've got your Oscar Steen, who's got one year left on his deal, $800,000. That could be very good value for the Bruins next season. And you have decisions to make on Lauko, McLaughlin, both restrictive free agents. 
Coppinen, Lettieri. Do you sign them, re-up with them, let them go? And Shane Bowers is an interesting case for me. Uh, he's a similar to Beecher. A late first-round pick. Hasn't really been able to make uh, any noise at the AHL level, or sorry, the NHL level yet, but 21 points in 57 combined AHL games last season, and the Bruins clearly saw something in him um, when they traded for him from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Keith Kincaid. Now, he's a restricted free agent as well. They have to make a decision on him. And I would expect they will re-up with him and and give him a shot to see if he can indeed crack the NHL lineup. So if we're looking at guys who could push for more playing time next season, Lauko's Borrell for sure. They were in the 20s when it comes to games played this season. I'm expecting a big bump for both of those guys. Oscar Steen, Mark McLaughlin, Georgie Merkulov, prime candidates from the AHL team to make a jump up, as is John Beecher. But you need new contracts for McLaughlin, Lauko, and Shane Bowers. And then on defense, you need new contracts for Carrick and Ashan. Perhaps Mason Lorai can make the jump. But these are the guys I'm looking at to come out in training camp, assert themselves, and make a push to make the big club. Specifically, Beecher, Merkulov, Lysel, and Steen are guys that I think could make the jump. McLaughlin, Lauko as well. And then there's Shane Bowers. So there's plenty of options from the AHL club. There's plenty of guys who could push for playing time at the NHL level this season. Obviously, it means the NHL roster won't be as good as it was last season. Record-breaking, record-setting. But that's to be expected, especially in a cap crunch where the Bruins will have that $4.5 million overage for David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron. And that's with new contracts, hopefully, that they will sign, but perhaps not. The Bruins also are reportedly trying to make some space to sign Tyler Bertuzzi. That will require um, moving Taylor Hall, perhaps Charlie Coyle, off the main roster. Is that something that you want to do? Bertuzzi's 28. Hall's 31, Coyle's 31. So you're getting some years back there, but taking a big piece off the main roster to do that. We'll talk about that perhaps more uh, later on in the week when we look at the front office year in review. Tomorrow we'll do our coaching year in review and uh, continue to bring you all the latest on the Boston Bruins here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Happy Monday, everybody. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow.